Welcome to Sunnydale Study Group, the podcast for returning Scoobies and Buffy newbies. I'm Omar. I'm Chris. And I'm Holland. And today we're joined by two very special guests. We've got Jack Plotnick. Hello, everyone. And Tom Lank. Hello as well from me and and Jack. Jack. (laughs) (laughs) That is our official Christmas card. We're going to go ahead and turn that into a visual. Uh, we have a very special uh, farewell episode right now that we get to, to talk about uh, for Deputy Mayor Alan Finch. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like that guy. What happened to what him? What a great guy. Oh, <laughs> it wasn't pretty. <laughs> one of the worst. Oh, yeah. One of the worst fates yet. But uh, before we talk about that, let's head into the library. Then we have a door sound Clip effect. Three. Clip we're going to leave that one. That was a good one. <laughs> <laughs> That's better than ours. Oh, yeah. Are we going into the Sunnydale Library? Yeah. yeah. So we're actually in the Sunnydale oh, okay. Library. Oh, wow. It's big. Okay. Yeah. Still stands. Um, yes. Look at all the shelves of books, Jack. Yes. <laughs> Thank goodness for the Dewey Decimal System. I'd never be able to find what I'm looking for. Since it's the early to mid-90s, <laughs> the internet ha- hasn't um, taken over libraries yet. Right. Therefore... I'll, um, because it hasn't been invented, therefore, (laughs) we can't use a computer to find where the books are, so the card catalog has got our back. Absolutely, and plus, since this is just a television set, none of these books are real anyway. (laughs) If you were listening, you just passed Groundlings Class 1. Congratulations. Uh, thank you guys so much for joining us for this special session. Uh, for those Speaking of you, for Tom. <laughs> I'm angry now. Don't, don't want to be completely <laughs> quiet. Uh, so, to ca- just in case you're not connecting the dots, uh, or this is a laundry podcast for you, and you're really focused on um, making sure you fold all your clothes right, Jack played Alan Finch. Yeah, and I do want to point out that I was on Buffy the Vampire Slayer before Tom Link. That's true. So we haven't even seen record. Tom yet yes. on the show. He was barely a figment of Joss's imagination at this point. But I was real and walking around Sunnydale. Yeah, all over. I guess that makes you better than me. (laughs) But if he was barely a figment, you think it means that he'd already started to formulate? I think every episode of this was done when he first laid pencil to paper. Ah. Actually, I don't. (laughs) But I do, I bet he kind of around season four or five kind of knew where he was going, don't you think? Because it stopped being yeah. episodic and turned into a serialized drama. Because also, we'll, uh, right now we're just going to say this. We're, we're going to say some spoilers. So if this is your first time watching the series, uh, maybe at this point, hey, it's been great. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> yeah. Return to your laundry. Please it leave. looks good. You. Right. So we're talking to Thomas here. we got to talk about later seasons. Exactly. we got to talk yeah. about the future. Yeah. Mr. So Wells, if you so. are watching concurrent to... The episodes that you guys are taping, then you don't know. Off. You don't know yeah. who I am. <laughs> <laughs> right. This means they haven't seen Cabin in yes. the Woods, no. Transformers. Yeah. And they haven't seen any other later. None of the Avengers yeah. movies. They're catching up on pop culture up until the year ninety eight. I'm still in my early twenties. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We're uh, kind of casually spoilerific about other Joss properties. Yeah, so I believe yeah. that. Uh, yeah, it's hard not to. I mean, when something has been around, around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, this show was on when TV was square. <laughs> not really. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's on your TV there. Like, look at your bars on side. No, I was in season three, and I'm I was watching rewatching some of that episode. My scenes, to be exact. And I was like, oh my god, I was so young. I mean, that was a long time ago that I that I was on Buffy. 
really long time. But I was so thrilled to get the audition and and just I I mean I knew I was I, I booked something special right when I got it. I, was, I was very excited. What was the whole process like? How did it come to your attention? My ma- my I, I'm an agent and, mm-hmm. and and it was uh, it was the first audition I'd gone in for with Patrick uh, Patrick Rush. Was that the name of the casting person? I think um, I think it was at the time, and I was thrilled because I always wanted to do drama. I was mm-hmm. really only doing silly comedies, and so I was so excited when I got this part. Had you watched the show before you auditioned for it? I hadn't watched it. No, I don't think I had. But I, I knew about it, and I and because I because when, when really I became cool friends show. with you. You were obsessed with the show by that oh, point. Oh yeah, later I was obsessed with it. But the sad thing was that when I was on it, I wasn't a big fan because later I was a crazy fan. So I was like walking around the friggin' streets of Sunnydale, and it was just wasted on me. You know? Oh man! Because I, I was like, oh, that's a neat set. But it's like later I was like, oh, I wish I could go visit that set again. <laughs> but the interesting thing about that set was. They were very. They didn't have a lot of money to do that show, mm-hmm. and they were very smart about where they spent it. And actually, when you're on those sets back then, the year I was on it, at least, literally, they looked like your like ninth grade musical set. Like it looked <laughs> like teenagers came in and painted bricks on the wall. Like they're about to do newsies. They were or very, very, yes, they were they're very, very, very inexpensive sets. But what they were smart was is that they hired really good DP and lighting person, right? Yeah. Because they were lit so brilliantly that I would, I would, you know watch my episodes and I was so blown away at how beautiful the sets look knowing what they really looked in real life wow. so the interesting thing about that show is you, especially my season you'd always see like uh, those lights that go through um, uh-huh. what are they blinds mm-hmm. you know like yeah, that's a great it's yeah. a great uh, like effect the noir lighting, the noir lighting. Yeah. it's a great effect and it covers any you know issues whereas like you go and do on the uh, set of Glee which I did like it's last season mm-hmm. and the sets were hyper realistic I mean <laughs> way too much money in that show like it's just <laughs> stupid how, how expensive those sets were but the smart thing about Buffy was they knew you didn't need to waste all that money on that well also because they were turning around so many sets like there was always a new Especially when I was on it, yeah. there was always a new location. Each bad guy had their sort of right. lair. Each mm-hmm. episode was. At a I agree with you, and yet I walked down the Sunnydale High School hallway, and I was like, "Oh my god!" It was because it it just. All Maybe by the time I had gotten on it, they, they may started. have gotten better sets. That's the thing, though. I think that I miss. No, I'm gonna sound like what an old fogey, but <laughs> what I miss about entertainment oh, these days <laughs> is that. Um, you're, it's so many ways you're not they don't ask you to fill in any blanks with your imagination right everything is really spelled out for you and sometimes there is something fun about monster makeup or puppet monster arm or you know how you mean over CG yeah or you know or like the, this was sort of the beginnings of having CG um, on television and they had to do it very quickly. They only had, you know... Yeah. There's only a couple weeks between when they finished filming it and when it had to be on the air sometimes. Mm -hmm. So, um, I like that it was... That... Yes? Well, we were talking about this earlier (laughs) separately about how um, I've been enjoying uh, the... having to work within ram... (laughs) Within <laughs> boundaries and limitations. You're saying, okay. Great artwork comes out of... But the, I do still think that's the issue. I think a lot of shows don't have enough money. I still think that's a problem. There's never enough money. Yeah. But you can... It's like you can make it for however much you can. Like to spend wisely and... Yeah, like spend the money on paying... Actors. <laughs> actors and great writers. Mm-hmm. I agree. But also all your crew people. I mean... Yeah. 
I mean, the cast of Buffy's always been like some of the best people coming together. And uh-huh. it's, uh, I think so. and I'm not just saying that because we're sitting the two yeah. movies. <laughs> you better fucking say that. <laughs> Later tonight on our DS9 podcast is going to be a different story. Right, right. Uh, <laughs> but it's just like, I feel like it's always been people who've had such a strong theater background. Uh, like we just met um, Wes, well, right? And and he has, uh, he can Well, I from, think that's the casting. Yeah, I think yeah. It's probably it's coming from above from Joss, but that's why it was so cool to go to Patrick Rush's office because I knew he was a class act. And was he, so you know, cool. did he do the first? few seasons he did my season okay yeah because it was um and you know yeah they definitely they definitely yeah like how many episodes does like anthony head have to just like i'm buying into the reality and he can't because he's such a seasoned actor and such a talented actor what do you mean by that statement uh in terms of like there's like a a monster that's really just like a bar like from teacher's pet or something like that when it's just like something in the background is like a shadow Uh, and then giles is just there and he's in it he's brilliant he's so good i I was watching a making of and they were like oh we knew it the second he walked in which is so interesting that's amazing because he wasn't a big name here or anything but they just said oh yeah he walked in that we were like that's giles (laughs) did you ever see the nescafe gold blend ads Mm, of course (laughs) (laughs) those coffee commercials that were sort of serialized and they they had like a it was a man and woman and they had like an ongoing relationship throughout these transcontinental relationship at one point yeah Yeah. no i don't remember that but i also yeah they didn't they never saw giles as british he just you know, no way. Yeah, yeah. Where was I just watching this? So strange. I was just watching this. Oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> they walked in and they were like, oh my gosh, yeah, that's it. Cool. Oh, no, I remember because I, I got recently, even before I knew I was doing this, I got into, you know, those late night YouTube holes. Uh-huh. And yeah. I was like watching B- a Buffy casting thing where they were talking about where they found. And I had no idea there was a pilot without Allison Hannigan. Oh, yeah. yeah. And people yeah. were so mean about her in the comments. Yeah, they were like, they she's were. terrible. Yeah. And mind you, she wasn't really that good but she wasn't terrible the yeah. original one but you just go oh god she no held like it together yeah Allison was a thousand times better but <laughs> yeah. was fine mm-hmm. one thing I haven't uh, seen also Allison Riff Regan did not make it for whatever reason her eight, Allison's agent couldn't get her in initially mm-hmm. to be seen for the part really why yeah. because people are stupid oh. <laughs> it's because uh, you know there's like the agent if you're not with this agent or that agent they may not see you they may be mm-hmm. pressed for time it's a pilot so it's super competitive mm-hmm um. <clears throat> yes. Do you recall? Oh, sorry. sorry. I was gonna ask the uh, any memories from your audition itself. The first moment you walked in and like saw Jaws or was reading dialogue from Buffy on a script. I don't have memories from the audition except that I was I was very excited about it and I thought, oh, I think I maybe I did a good job. How about you, Tom? Do you remember the audition? I remember sitting in my car. Just feeling like I can't remember where in my I for sometimes I don't care don't prepare on auditions mm-hmm. I think I prepared on this one mm-hmm. but not a ton but I just knew the words you know when you have something that you're reading you're like God this just come just tumbles out of my mouth yeah like mm-hmm. the script is so well written that it just it just memorizes itself in your head yeah. they already knew and liked you because you'd been a vampire on the show so you probably that was a nice feeling to know okay i'm going back to they they must you know already but also they had written it for uh another actor who had appeared the, their idea was that these when i my season of Sorry if you're... It's a spoiler right now. But, um, <laughs> Get back to your laundry. They were going to have three guys that had been in prior episodes. And oh, who's the... I'm sorry. Who's the voice 
singing voice of Aladdin. Christian? Yeah. Brad Kane? Brad Kane, I think so. Is that, dude? Yeah, that sounds right. I should know so that. So I guess he played Tucker initially on the... Yeah. Some. So they were going to have him in your role? Yeah, it was written so as Tucker. When I auditioned, it was... It, so why'd they see people for it if they were going to give it to him? He wasn't available. I guess he oh, was he, on a yeah. tour or something. Thank you, no. sir. Thank you very much. <laughs> so Tucker's brother. Yeah. And so he was, <laughs> um, And it was written... And I've talked about this another thing, so sorry if you're hearing me say this for the 20th time, but um, he was written... My character was written as the sort of leader of this little group, mm-hmm. but I was doing a thing that was clearly not yeah. the leader and was sort of slightly inept, so they... <laughs> but they liked it, and... Um, yes. So they kind of changed the character once I got the part. Uh-huh. Which is, if there's any actors listening out there, just be, just you. be you. Yeah. You do you, instead of trying to <laughs> try a different... It's easier to throw the same piece of spaghetti against the wall to see if it's going to stick a bunch of times <laughs> than a whole, like a whole bunch of different varieties of so you know, penne, a rigatoni, a spaghettini, right, so an be, angel hair. So be just your shape pasta if, and if, keep throwing it at people. Yes, if you're, if you're a bow tie pasta, throw <laughs> that bow tie. Fair following. Just keep throwing that Fair one. Vanessa? Even if it gets <laughs> soggy, keep throwing it yeah. at people. Yes. Yes. Wow. That's gonna be Throw the takeaway from this episode. I want that to be Spaghetti. like a yeah. shirt. Like a- <laughs> I, I knew Tom when he booked the role, and I and I yet yeah, even so I became just a crazy obsessed fan along with everyone else with what he was doing. I was blown away by it. I thought he was being so real and yet so funny, and I particularly liked all the tiny little moments he would add. And he once told me that. He, he, especially his line readings, they were always surprising. Mm-hmm. And he would always add a funny little twist that I was like, how did he think of that? And didn't you tell me that you kind of based it all a little bit on the girl who played Sally in the Charlie Brown cartoons? It was her. It was, it, it was a little bit of that, but it was that mixed with Rose from the Golden, Golden Girls. Girls. <laughs> Just her but sort the, of... But the not, thing about Sally and, and a lot of those voices, they were so hyper-real and they were very muttery and they just be like... Like, I don't know how... But yeah, because that's what I mean by you were so real and yet really funny. Well, because they were all... They had so many funny things to say, but it was fun to say them like... And you had this great undertone of this other thing that was going on under the words that was kind of... I don't want to say gay because it wasn't effeminate at all, but that was just sort of sweetly n- not, uh, how do I put it? Not a villain, you know? He was, that's so what it is. Let me yeah. put that, put it that way. That's a much better way to put it. Is here's the three huge villains of the season, and yet there was this incredibly sweet, endearing, like, you want to, like, t- puppy take care of him, you know, thing happening with you underneath. It was so. Well, I think great. it's, I think it was that, at that point, I was obsessed with, having been obsessed with. Betty White's portrayal of, of Rose. <laughs> I liked that sort of naive, like, isn't aware of the ram. Now I can use the word ramifications. Isn't aware of the ramifications <laughs> of what she's saying? Like she says things and is not aware. Mm-hmm. And I remember you threw a party when you did your that episode where it was all you. And the vampire. I had a lot of nerve to do that. Why not? We threw a party and we watch it. And I remember just going, okay, Tom is effing brilliant. Like, I think, I mean, you should have been, I mean, that, your, your work in that episode. Come on, guys, <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. They just gave him a whole episode. And that's a testament to how much you impressed Joss. But, you, but what I love is how, how you nailed it. Like, every scene. Really, really great stuff. 
And you base yeah. your character off of a character that I, was written no, by the Whedon family, too, right? No, I mean, what? Because oh, well, dad were, ran I'm not the, the I didn't base the... Um, I, at the time, I was... My acting was not as... Elegant and sophisticated as it is today. Like, look at the I, first scene of that I, episode where he's going, "Hello, readers," and he like puts his 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 head on his hand. Yeah, it's just all this shtick. But you can tell the actor just goes, "This tickles me, so I'm gonna do it." Mm-hmm. I was just in a point where I was very obsessed with the line reading the way it sounded in my head and yeah. and saying it. But I, and now I know like that's not the. I best way to be, right atta- wrong to, to be attached oh, fuck that. to line readings, but I just I heard them, and in my brain, did you was these other in every take? Did you do it the same way, or would you give them other line readings? I don't know. I think I did it always. Well, they were probably in a hurry anyway. <laughs> the <laughs> editor was probably so grateful. Yeah. That's the thing. I didn't get a lot. Of, I didn't get a lot of. Yeah, you didn't get a lot of takes. No, it's not when you're a guest star. You've got like two was, takes. And I was always nervous, and I was always under, like. And that probably was one of the things that made your character so endearing. It was you were new to this to such a large role. You were probably a little nervous, and so was he. It was oh, great. I was always scared. As soon as they yeah. pressed record, I was afraid I was going to mess it up, forget the words. Well, um, so you, I was always you made under- it work for you. Okay, well thanks. <laughs> Do you guys have any favorite memories from the show? Oh, jeez, like I mean, he set. must have so many, but I mean, I don't have as many memories because I didn't do as many episodes. I can tell you about the episodes I did. Mm. Um, let's see. I guess when, the, when I met Joss, so uh, I'm watching, they, somebody introduced me to Michelle, and then I got to watch a scene they were shooting, her and Eliza. Sarah, Sarah Michelle? Sarah Michelle, sorry, yeah. <laughs> and um, I remember being amazed by the fact that there's a shot right after they kill me in the episode Bad Girls where uh, Sarah, right? Is that what you call her? Sarah, for short. Anyway, her and Eliza, <laughs> they're running away from the crime scene and Eliza runs, jumps over a fence and then Sarah looks around and then she runs and jumps over a fence. But you'll notice when you watch it that she runs behind something really quickly. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing that's running out of it is not her but her stunt woman. So watch that. It's right after they kill me. Sarah runs and then and right in time, a stunt woman continues running and jumps over the fence. And it's all I in thought camera? That was so, in camera. Uh, I thought that was so neat that Sarah was too lazy to jump over a goddamn fence. <laughs> anyway, I was like, the money they're paying you. But no, she was very polite to me. So, anyway, right after that, we shoot my death. And She's I'm, not lazy. She's smart. <laughs> well, anyway, and I'm watching that thinking, okay, but now I guess I guess people with smaller roles have to do their stunts. So then that next up is my my death. And, and, I know, and so we're working out the fight. And he, he, they, they go, okay, Jack, we, we want you to just throw yourself backwards against this dumpster. And I was like, what? And no they're like, don't worry, we're going to put a pad on your oh, back. Okay. But nonetheless, throw yourself backwards like five feet. I was like, okay, people who have no idea whether I can do that without killing myself. <laughs> so I do that, and that didn't hurt as much as I thought it would. And then they're like, okay, so I'm thinking, okay, now the hard part's done. Now they're going to stab you in this next shot. And they're like, see this stake? Don't worry, it's retractable. I was like, oh, good, that won't hurt at all. That fucking hurts so <laughs> bad. Because with, even if it's retractable, yeah. it was still hard plastic. Yeah. But didn't they Being put like smashed a plastic? Plastic? No! They didn't put a plastic shield on your chest? If they did, you felt it right. I mean, trust me, every person that gets stabbed on that show, there's a little subtext of, holy fuck, behind. Because it, it hurt a lot, that, that stab. And then... Then they put some blood in my mouth, and we and then it's my death moment, and that's when Joss was on set, 
and I was so nervous because oh, he's going to watch me die. I think he probably came to set because I think he knew this was an important death. I was the first human to be uh, killed it's, by his yeah, life. Yeah, changes everything. Yeah. So I think that's too, why he yeah. suddenly showed up. And I, he gave me some direction, but I don't, I'm so sorry that I can't remember what it is now. Maybe he said, as you're trying to talk, let the blood come out of your mouth. I think maybe that was his idea, and it, do, it does look great. I'm very wow. I love that shot. And uh, he came up to me afterwards. He said, that was an amazing death. And I just remember, I was so proud of myself <laughs> from that. So that was my memories from that. And then, I, and then I'll, um, I'll take a rest, and I'll tell you my memories from Consequence later. Tom, how about you? <laughs> throw, throw, take a rest. <laughs> you know, that just made me think I had to die on a different show a couple years ago. And they had me laying down on a bed. And like, okay, we're gonna pour, we're gonna fill your mouth with blood, and then it's gonna, and then it's gonna come out. And I just was like, how, how is the blood going to travel that direction? If I'm laying flat on my back. There's like, can you just angle so they, me up so right. that it could dribble out? They wanted right. Somehow, How's it gonna come out? They it's didn't. Look they like didn't want it to spatter. Yeah. They, they want a cop. They wanted to dribble. Right. I, they wanted to dribble out of your mouth, and yet you're lying on your back. Yeah, I so love when what did directors you do? try to break physics when they're just like, it'll yeah. work because I want it to. So what did they do? <laughs> I, you just gurgled it out? No, I was like, I, we scratched the blood also. <laughs> I don't I think they were... I going to say I swallowed it all. <laughs> like I did a couple dry did. runs. I mean, wet runs, uh-huh. and it did not work. Didn't work. Then. Okay, but how about a Buffy memory? This is a Buffy podcast. No, sorry. <laughs> um, I... One of your favorite? I did Buffy. so many. It just all really blurs together. <laughs> well, I'll tell you about Consequence. So, <laughs> they tell me. <laughs> so, this episode, I was very excited because I was already dead, but I got to do one more episode. And in this one, I'm like a zombie underwater, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I remember being a little anxious about that. Not a little, because, they, you know, you have to hold your... I knew that I'd probably have to hold my breath You need to be low, right? Low, low. <laughs> Sarah. So any, oh yeah, I'll t- so I'm getting that. So anyway, I remember I was on set, and uh, Eliza was very kind, very friendly with me, and we would chat uh, when we weren't filming. Anyway, so the night, uh, like, they, there's a pool, and I know I have to get into it, and I'm getting anxious because I know I have to hold my breath a long time. So I'm like, I better not eat anything, you know, blah blah blah. You know, the whole thing about like, don't eat before you swim. I'm like, I'm scared of getting a cramp or some shit. So anyway, but the time is just going on and on. It's like one hour, two hours. I start getting hungry, and finally I'm like, fuck, they're never calling me. So I just literally ate just an entire turkey sandwich, and they were like, Mr. Plotnik, you're on. Literally, as I'm finishing it. And I'm freaking out, because I'm sure now I'm going to die. So I I get in, and they're like, here's what we're going to do. We're going to have you get underwater in a sky and a scuba mask... Uh, you know, in a, with an air thing for himself, but not you. He's going to pull you down and hold you down underwater. Oh. <laughs> now, here's the really effed up thing that made it all like ten times harder. The director wanted the shot to start slowly on me and very slowly pan up my arm to then me holding Buffy's leg. Now, that right. makes everything 20 times harder because you can't just shoot me underwater. He's got to do a slow pan up. So... I have to basically hold my breath, go underwater, have somebody continue to pull me underwater. She needs to get in her spot. I need to grab her leg. Then the camera has to slow down. You guys, I thought I was going to die. It was, oh I, every time they'd let me go and I'd swim to the service, I was like crying, but I didn't want to complain, but I really just thought, I'm literally going to die here tonight. It was they didn't horrible. want to have like a little... little, little no! 
straw <laughs> with an air from the scuba no, guys no, tank? No, there was nothing for me. <laughs> like no. those mermaids that swim the tanks? No, but mind you, it's my goddamn fault for shoving a, a huge turkey sandwich That's down my throat. That's not your fault. No, trust the, me. The, it was, I was feeling that turkey sandwich. Like, but, I would have been probably much better. No, the, the issue is that people... <laughs> Holding your breath for a long time underwater is not a daily skill that people practice. <laughs> well, that's the thing about everything I've ever shot, too, you guys, is that they never ask you, can you do this? Like, the thing about throwing myself backwards five feet into a tunnel, there's mm-hmm. never like, oh, by the way, can you do this? Like, I once did a commercial. It wasn't until I arrived on set. They were like, we need you to run as fast as you can and then make it look like you're smashing your face against that sign and fall down. And so as I have, I'm like, okay, but you never told me about this. So then I figured out a way that if I put my hand in front of my face, I could make it look like I hit my face and, and fall down. Mm-hmm. So I do that a bunch. And then they come up to me between takes. They go, it's not working. You know what? Can you not have your hand up? I was like, but that wouldn't mean I'm really smashing my face. <laughs> like, there's nobody in charge in Hollywood. Just a lot of people who want something and then they go, can't you do it? <laughs> It's very interesting. Well, anyway. especially commercials. Oh my god, they don't wow. care. They're like, Ugh. yes. So, Ty has this. Now I think of a Buffy memory. Um, <laughs> <laughs> how about if you tell us about your first day on set, or what you thought about? I've told that okay. story. So no, no, don't, yeah, don't tell one. How about if you say about what it was like to meet somebody in particular on set? Did people still talk about me when I was gone? <laughs> no. no. Right. Um, well, okay. Uh, I'll talk about something that just popped in my head. Uh, we were filming the sequence where we were in togas, dancing and singing. And there was a, a unicorn. Oh, yeah, there was a was po- so there was a fun. white small horse, I guess a pony, that they had a a horn on to make it look like a unicorn and we were out in Agora Hills it was very green it rained a lot that year so it looked like a beautiful sort of you know countryside yeah that was a gorgeous and they shot sh- they shoved a bunch of fake flowers yes. in the ground yes um, but they wanted the horse to do specific things like to walk at a certain point mm-hmm. and they're like oh I guess they were holding food to try, but the whole field is food too. Oh no! no. It's not going to do anything. It it just wanted to eat and graze. Yeah. And um, was it was deceptively cold that day, and I remember the crew, the sound guy, being like in his thick, warm jacket, being like, "Come on, hurry up! Can you just get it right already?" I'm like, "Yeah." Says the man wearing a giant coat while I'm wearing a very. Um, dainty, <laughs> essentially a dress with not not a thick fabric. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, a lot yeah, of my bare skin asses off. I've clean. done that many times on sets, right? There's no sensitive right. person. <laughs> I mean, I was lucky that that pool they had on Buffy was actually warm because I've done things where they just ex- oh. they, nobody thinks of it and they expect you to just sit in water that's ice cold and pretend that you're in a you know a heated pool and it's. It's yeah. Oh, just get hypothermia. Why not? So I did. I did. So I love that they made sure, and that was a very sweet of them. They mm-hmm. said we made sure that, that this is like you know bearably. If you're gonna have drown, at least be comfortable. But I I learned what cool young Hollywood was on the set of that set of that day because uh, Eliza was on set all day as well uh-huh. with me, and I remember by the end of that day I was so. Just like, I just want to go home and crawl into bed. Because it's like now, it's like 11 o'clock at night. And she'd been on set just as long as me, working all day. And I remember I stopped by her trailer just to say goodnight to her. Because I think that I knew this was my last episode. And the trailer door opens and she steps out of her trailer in the most gorgeous gown I've ever seen. Like, amazing makeup. I was like, oh, what is happening? She goes, oh, I'm going to a party. (laughs) 
was just like, wow, okay, so that's that's how the other half does honey. you know anyway, I just, I, but I thought she was so cool I really liked that her that is so great to hear cool. yeah yeah. I, I just loved it I love. Oh, I wish I was had the something it was really neat that, that she had the energy to do that what was it like working with is it Harry Grainer is that how you say his name yeah Garner? I think so I don't know Mr. Oh. Mr. Mayor Wilkins how was my, my memory was uh, I mean I was so young back then that I wasn't particularly like I was probably just kind of anxious and quiet on set um I knew he was a famous musical theater person, so mm-hmm. I was really like, oh, wow, I'm, you know, I'm with Harry because he's musical theater. And uh, I, what I remember from both of the men on, on, in the scenes with me, mm-hmm. forget the other guy's name, but... Mr. Trick? Mr. Yeah, Trigolo. Mr. Trick. Mm-hmm. It's just that I was just in awe of their acting and just sort of just taking it in and trying to learn as much as I could, and they made it look so easy. <laughs> you know? They both have a lot of power, those two, and, and I was just trying to, like, like Tom, come up with funny line readings. But I also was very sensitive at the time to... Um, how gays are portrayed on TV uh-huh. because here I was playing gays on that show on Ellen and I knew probably they saw the characters gay I was just sensitive to it like like that line about Kathy I was like okay is this offensive and I was like no I don't think it's offensive And but I was always that was something I was always watching it's like okay so they're giving me this line because they're trying to say he's gay mm-hmm. but I don't want to be effeminate when I do it so how do I you know give this a line reading that I can stand behind in 10 years and say this is one of the earlier uh, you know, gay characters on TV. That's amazing that you, at that time, were conscious of, like, the media history. Especially coming from Ellen, right? Which, like, that was, like, the first, like, coming out scene on American television. Yeah, it was, a, was I mean, nuts. I was, it was pretty cool to be there on that first wave of gay characters. Maybe not the very first, but mm-hmm. I moved to Hollywood and was booking work, right, when, as gay people, right when that was sort of becoming a little more, yeah. So... Anyway, so I, because I've been on Ellen, and that was a set that cared a lot how gay people mm-hmm. come off, that I, I, I mean, I was particularly sensitive to it. Yeah. Anyway. You did a great job. On Buffy. Oh, Buffy, thank you. I, yeah, I just watched Bad Girls today, and I was like, hey, that's not, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> really bad, that's good. <laughs> but I, I, uh, I, I feel like I'm a better actor now. Tom, you feel like you're a better actor since then? Okay, I watched... I actually did watch a part of uh, Storytelling, we were, we were talking about this, where I was crying. I watched that recently, mm. and um, I was like, oh, God. oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> well, but that might be because Whoa. you had a tough time Whoa. on set doing that scene, but I'll bet you people watching it totally buy it. Well, I, I just, I've never, I've yet to, I'm not great at making myself cry. Well, you know Sarah Michelle's trick. Well, she ta- I've, I've learned from her now, I, and I won't give it away, but... Oh, we're not allowed? No. Oh. Um, <laughs> but I... Did. That was so territory. I haven't... At that point, I didn't know how... So I had to do the old Hollywood, uh, Hollywood magic and yeah. blow the menthol in my eyes. And every time <laughs> I have cry. to film, I make sure there's menthol on set. I hope I don't have to use it. But there's no... So many people do that. It's not a problem. Yeah. But also, I just watched it, and it seems so... I don't know. Just... Well... Also, they'd switched, uh, they'd switched a whole entire day around, and they're like, they said, uh, okay, we're switching, we need to do this scene, it's your big uh, thing. Uh, and they moved it, what, to, like, first thing in the morning? Well, no, it was, we were supposed to film that on a different day, so I hadn't oh, memorized wow. that. Oh, no. But I'm SMG sorry. was really cool. She said, if we don't, if we don't think yeah, we're ready we for it, we're not doing it. Good for her. That's awesome. Yeah. And she was doing that mostly for She's my sake because she can learn her lines. She has yeah a steel trap memory. She can just look at it 
and then it's memorized. Yeah. Um, that was a word I thought when I met her pro. I was like, this is a pro. Because she, she, like, I was a guest star. She didn't have to even say hi to me, but she was like, she made sure to just say hi and to introduce herself, and I thought that was really great. Yeah. She's, awesome. she's, uh, she knows how to nail it. She knows how to be profesh, and she knows how to... Profesh. <laughs> <laughs> she knows how to not... The, she knows the most efficient way to do everything. everything. Yes, but it does not show. Doesn't show because I just, she just. I bought her, and when I watched that show, I fell in love with her. I wanted her just like everybody else who loves the show. I wanted her to be my best friend and live with me, <laughs> sleeping with me in my bed, talk, tell stories. No, but and also, you. T- I totally bought that she was kicking ass. Like later, when I realized how much of that is a stunt woman. Yeah. I, I, later, I really started to go. Wait a minute, but. I, I, I thought that she did a good job. I mean, you know, she had to do crazy physical stuff in every episode. And, um, well, I, sorry, that's a I, lot. I'm back what to a me. demanding role. And, Jeez, like, yeah. act that your mom has just died. I, I mean, what a, she, wow. Yeah. <laughs> was she ever nominated for an Emmy? That's a great question. She better fucking think, have been. I don't, I don't, think, show, I don't think I don't think so. Well, that's a crime. That's, um, a lot of the actors on so that show insane. deserve yeah. that. Yeah. Um, I was actually referencing efficiency in that she is very... She knows so much about actual filming. Oh, oh, I see what you mean. Like, she... Just her knowledge of, of lighting and cameras. Yeah. And she probably saves it for the close-up. And she all. just knows how to do... And she just knows yeah. just how to do it. Walks on set, makes it I, happen. I, I don't. Set. <laughs> because every time I work, it's like the first day of school. <laughs> every single time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tom, did you ever uh, have Joss on set watching you act? Yeah. Well, can, do you recall what that felt like? And um, I was ner- I was very nervous. Mm-hmm. I was did so nervous. I was you a direction. I, I, I will did just Joss say, ever walk up to you and give you a direction? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, because he was, because he would come on uh, a, a lot and, and give, even, you know, episodes that he wasn't directing, he would come down from the office and, and give you, give you great acting notes. Was and, there a scene that you could feel that Jaws was like, he was there on set because this was a very important scene for him? Like, maybe towards the end of the series? Well, I mean, I do have the, the, that last episode. Yeah, you're in the finale, right? Yeah, yeah. he directed that. Oh, that he was, directed it. Yeah. yeah. And it was very... It was just in, intense and emotional. crying in between I times. even cri- I cried <laughs> when my last scene was done and over. And I wasn't there for seven years, you know. But they at that point, I think I, you know, made so many friendships. Can you them. tell us? Sorry that I'm doing all the no. No, this is great. Can you tell us? Was there a crew member who, who on set, whether what, on, in whatever position, that had just such a big personality, or that everybody loved so much that they were when you were on set, they they seemed to be sort of as present and important as the lead actors on the show. Uh, that, but like, see, the fans will never know this, but you would know it. Um, I think the um, some of the, they had a lot of directors that would um, do numerous episodes. Right. That were um, I think some of them were also producers on mm-hmm. the show. Maybe like David Solomon mm-hmm. um, directed a lot of episodes, and he was he was like uh, he was a he it was like he was one of the cast, and he you know sometimes you work on a TV show. And the direct it may be the director's first time there, and they yeah, 
or they're just coming in and they, they yeah. prep their episode, but they haven't watched a lot of the episodes. Mm-hmm. So he was one of the guys that was there a lot, and he just knew the characters yeah. That's in and out. Bad. I'm sure they appreciated that. Yeah. yeah. Well, and you could tell because the actors w- were... More comfortable with yeah, him. Yeah, you don't want a new director. And <laughs> and, they, and he was also he was he's really great. Um, side story: When I was working on Witches of East End, I was supposed to do an episode with him of that, that show that he was directing, and he he fell and oh, broke his yeah. shoulder or broke his arm. Oh no! And it was weird because it was a show about witches, and he was the, the third. No, he's the second person of three people, of three directors that got injured yeah, so they while was filming. I thought it was cursed. <laughs> Debbie Allen, like her her cornea fell off. Her cornea, her cornea fell off? Got ripped off her eye and had oh my, surgery. Oh my god, who the ripped first school? director of Wait. the pilot oh no. fell fell tripped on a cable <laughs> what? and um, shattered his elbow. Oh. And the name of the bar where we were like hung out at the time in the original script was called the, the bent elbow. No. <laughs> what? Bar, and I, like, show up, and, like, wow. there he is with his bent elbow in a yeah. cast. So it, it was weird. Anyway. Um, that is well, something I remember about Sunnydale, and, but tell me if I'm remembering this incorrectly, was that it was surprisingly small. Like, when you watch the show, doesn't Sunnydale feel like this big, it feels like a yeah. whole town. Yeah. But when you're on set, you're like, well, oh, I'm standing mean? on Main Street, but I can see right there is the graveyard, and then right there. Like, it's just, <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. it's not that big. Just shooting in Oh, and any time you see, like, a gra- uh, like a small section of a graveyard, that was just in, a par- in the parking lot at the studio. Right. It wasn't yes. even a real studio. It was right. these, you know, reclaimed industrial buildings. But, uh, but yeah, so Sunnydale was sort of small, right? Well, yeah, just that one back side of the building was the alley, was yeah. like the main street with the movie Yeah, I remember Main stuff. Street, but the, yeah. Which I'm, they sort of built piece by piece yeah. over a couple of And later when I watched the show, I was like, oh my god, they make this look big. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and anytime like you see city. foliage on a grave, it's just all fake yeah. ivy. <laughs> yeah. You know, just... 99 cent store flowers. Mm-hmm. And when you're playing a vampire as you did on the show, do they have someone who makes sure that all the vampires snarl or make the same face or play by the same rules so that the vampires are consistent? <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> but nobody showed you how to make that face? I don't know. Yeah, I there should be someone... like a Bible, right? Like a behavior Bible? Well, I mean, do you know how, like, because The Walking Dead, they do, like, a school. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 like a zombie school. And so if you don't pass, you can't be a zombie. I school. I think the main consistent thing was that you have the teeth in your mouth and you all yeah, talk the weird talks the same way. Same way with right. The, what were the teeth like? Well, you go... The weird thing for the vampire was that you go and you get a dental mold made of your teeth so that then they can mold the fake teeth on yeah. to oh, yours. Oh, wow. So you get personalized... Yes, yeah, so you go to the prosthetic place in Burbank or whatever. And then also you, you had to go to a, an optometrist... Yeah, to, to get, get fitted eye. for yeah. contact lenses. Ugh. So I have a running joke with some friends of mine where I'm like, you guys, I have so many meetings, auditions, appointments, prosthetic fittings, ocular fittings. As if that's something that happens all the time. Yeah. It's just a magnolia boulevard day. Yeah, that's exactly. Uh, true story, I had never worn contacts before. It took them about 45 minutes per eyeball to get them in. <gasps> oh, jeez. I was crying. Oh. <laughs> Open your eyes. I can't. There's a finger coming. Towards it. Yeah. 
And when you were uh, in the midst of filming with the the trio of villains, did you guys start to feel like a real trio of friends or like a real... Oh, yeah, right away. Right. Oh, why did I get so weird? <laughs> right away. Uh, yes! Did, did your relationships off camera kind of mirror the energy you guys had on camera? I slept with both of them right away. Ew. No, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, um, like, what's his name? No, we became friends right away, mostly through um, the very first shot of us all together was us playing uh, the, the Dungeons and Dragons yeah. board game mm-hmm. and they're like and action and all three of us <laughs> said um, how do you how do, this? <laughs> do you want to anyone want to show us and they were really sad that we didn't know of course how to play. did they just assume you guys were just like right off yeah the, I think yeah. they assumed we were um, that so our auditions are so believable interests <laughs> included yeah um, wasn't there a story about that van that you were watching the Star Wars and uh, the Death Star something? Jedi <laughs> yeah. some story about what that about it? I don't know I just thought you had a story about no. it okay I painted it with the Death Star yeah yeah I just love that I didn't paint it it was, it was, a, it was, <laughs> like it was a, a decal it was a decal right it's a fucking okay, decal so they made him look like you painted it yeah fake <laughs> I love the prop guys on that show they were very because I was real obsessed at the time with being a practor. That's a prop actor. Yes. And um, so I, I would give the like, real specific requests. Yeah. Um, I love and then I remember on Angel. Like, what was something you asked for? Um, I'm sorry, were you going to tell us about Angel? You want to hear that dime? Well, what? Something about the dime you had to pick up? No. You had a story mm-hmm. about that. <laughs> no, I don't remember. Picked up. Why do I remember? You're <laughs> just, just citing scenes from my reel. That's a scene Is from Angel. It? Yeah, I thought you had a story about that. Uh, no, I just remember. <laughs> I I I remember my Angel episode. I wanted my character to be obsessed with David Beckham at the time because I had just discovered David Beckham, <laughs> and I knew they wouldn't be able to clear actual yeah. something with his face on it. So, but I wanted to have a notebook specifically that was a, a David. Beckham themed because the character had just come back from England and was yeah. obsessed mm-hmm. with England so uh, I drew a picture of David Beckham and I had it on the notebook and we only saw it briefly when I opened it did you see it? yeah freeze frame? but no I, I thought oh this will be fun people for years for decades will talk about this no moment no one ever but people could if they went to that episode I right? think so yeah nonetheless did you find that young gay boys would write you letters saying thank you or that you you made me feel like I wasn't the only uh, gay boy in, in um, I got a I got a few of those. The internet was not that sophisticated oh. yet. So I got a, a few of those, and I remember... I don't think I was... Um, but since then, have you been told that it meant a lot to people? <laughs> not really. I mean, <laughs> not specific. I've had people say that they like the character a lot. Yeah. I haven't had a lot of specifically uh, gay men say oh. that that was... Neat. Influential to them or anything, oh, but okay. I hope it was. Mm-hmm. But if anyone who's listening to this wanted to <laughs> reach out to you guys and, and also, actually start <laughs> admitting it, but also honestly, yeah, it gets it. better. <laughs> More, you know. Give a what's with your PO box? Give a PO box, and then we'll just. Start <laughs> no, I'm just curious. But I'll, uh, bet that, I'll bet you that you. But did. also, also at the time, you, people with crushes on you because you were so cute. Well, thanks. Cute hair. Um, 
Not an angel. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here to. Yeah. No. Tom and I have been in a couple years. Tom and I literally will base our, our feelings about a, a performance on a TV show totally based on how our hair looks. So, like, I'll go, Tom, what did you think of your performance? He'll go, I had amazing hair. I'll go, good. Great. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't matter how the lines came out. It's just, we just want to have good hair. <laughs> I just did some ADR for an episode of uh, Transparent that I yeah. filmed this in the past few months but this is what I was talking about he was like I don't know if I love my, my performance my ass like, looked amazing and my hair was yeah. he was like I didn't love my, he was like I didn't love my performance I go how's your hair he goes great I was like great yeah because <laughs> that's all people that's all that but happens. then we, we also admit to ourselves that nobody else notices our hair like only you notice your hair <laughs> I beg to do, on Angel I think people commented on it it just looked like a terrible mom well they notice if it's horrible it but was horrible. I think when I no. have a good hair day on film I don't think anybody but me notices that's all I'm saying yeah uh, great angel I hair. hair. I notice hair. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. So I, not, I mostly one. notice it. No, but I mostly <laughs> notice it. Like I use hair to judge seasons. Yes. Oh yeah, you best? do. Yeah. That's something that's so tell, tell us. Yeah. I want to know the best uh, hair season for first SMG and the worst hair season for SMG on Buffy. Oh, and, and if she's a hard one, then you know who's a better character is Willow. When did Willow have the worst hair and the best hair? Okay. Well, I like. Hair. I actually like. I like the season three hair. I like Willow season three hair because that's when that Willow. The bob? Yeah, she the has bob. like the bob, yeah. and then it's also like because like season one, it's just like oh. Oh. long no. and then like crazy <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. widow's peak. Terrible. But like by season three is where she has the bob, and she also starts looking like more like an adult too. Mm-hmm. Like she has like even in this past episode, she has like the more kind of like like tossled bob, I guess. Like I, Willow yeah. that's season three Willow. bob. That'll always be Willow yeah. to me. Yeah, and season then. Three, um, with the hit the bob, the I bob. Just loved yeah. it. Season so seven Willows. I think S- SMG is like well. very oh, gorgeous, but blonde. The bob she goes <laughs> through. She gets really blonde because she has like because it was a thing. Like that was definitely a thing to be like very tan and very blonde highlights. Yeah, like, that was the style. I think it's season two where she's like too blonde. I think season three is. Okay, because then it's before, because by then it gets to the point in later seasons where her hair is just, like, longer. Right. Yeah. I think I season like three she, is a good hair season. I for feel like the last girl. season she had really, um, I thought the hair was really good. It was, like, a, more of a strawberry blonde. And she had sort of, like, a Jurassic Park, like, go get him out, like, outfit lots of times, too. It was just, like, a denim like, look, I'm going to get a lot of blood on me tonight. So. <laughs> Tom, did you do your own hair? On the show, because I, I know that we, me and Tom, often talk about the fact that we don't, we like to just do our own hair. Because, oh no way! Oh, we, I have tricky hair. I maybe. wish they would have not let me do some of the things I did to my hair. Uh, <laughs> I, well, okay. When I first got cast on the show, I was dyeing my own hair blonde. Yes. And I would just like yeah. take the blonde hair dye and then just squish it through my fingers, run it through my hair, just through the ends. Oh dear. It's very Why didn't you learn? Okay. I don't Anyway, uh, <laughs> and it was a weird faux hawk, but Tom, long how was the food on the set of Buffy the Vampire Slayer? How was craft? I want to know about craft service, I want to know about lunches. The, like, what, what, what was Well, it? I want to finish the, the ladies, the, the hair lady would, <laughs> would, she would, she would put the product in and she would say, okay, now you do your thing. Right. Oh, okay. That's oh, okay. Fair. So it was. Yeah. Okay. Do you I, not like me talking about my hair that much? No, no. I just, <laughs> I'm just hungry to know if there, if you have an opinion about the food or any memory about it, whether it was good or bad. Because the people who watch that show, they don't know anything about what those actors were eating in between takes. Yeah. Did they care what those actors were eating? 
I, uh, yes! <laughs> the same kind of food that everyone well, only eats. if you have an interesting story. If you don't have an interesting no. story, then there you go. I will think about turkey sandwiches from now on. <laughs> I watch Consequences. Well, I think, also, I, think, I think also back then I would smoke once in a while. I was never a heavy smoker, but I think the really stupid thing was that I had a cigarette after the turkey sandwich. And like oh that just God. killed oh. Like turkey sandwich, cigarette, and hold your breath. Mm-hmm. It was just really. Stupid. I can't believe you left out the cigarette part. <laughs> I mean, no, that's what made I, you feel crazy. <laughs> I know. It Holding your breath after you're like, your heart's pumping full of <laughs> nicotine. So stupid of me. But you know what else was? You know what else? I, well, rewatching that Bad Girls episode today made me remember, like, when I first moved to Hollywood, I was working quite a lot, uh, and. Almost every show I was in, I was wearing suits like that horrible one you see me in. Like it was because the '90s were all about really big, oversized jackets, and the shoulders are too big. And they just never put me in anything that fit me back then. Back when I was on TV more than I've ever been in my life, (laughs) I'm always in these horrible, like I'm on Friends type jackets, and it's horrible. (laughs) Hey, my episode of Bones that I did last year, I was wearing an incredibly ill-fitting shirt. Looked like it had been in the. What was that? A, were they trying to make a statement about your character? I don't because know. I think they were trying to. It just, but it just was. It was. It was. He. It was so. Well, I'll never forget the first time I was on TV in a big guest star role was on Ellen, mm-hmm. and I called my mom because uh, I, I was so excited here because I knew she had just watched the episode. I go, Mom, what do you think? She goes, Your sister and I have discussed it, and we're buying you a new jacket. <laughs> And I said, that's not, that was costume. It's like, what, well, whatever, we're getting you a new one. <laughs> yeah. What great feedback. Yeah. We just complain about our hair, outfits, and um, well, but our no. own performances. I think I just. What else are you going to talk about? Complain <laughs> about Actor Club to complain. But no, I think people, I mean, you know, we're, I, I, I wanted to talk about. You know the real shit on Buffy, the stuff you see behind the scenes, like hair and food. This is stuff that no, <laughs> yeah, yeah, hair and food, hair and food. <laughs> fast forward. Feel free to fast now, forward. Jay, now James Mars, what's his name? Marsters, James Marsters. You, yeah, he didn't speak with a British accent in between takes, right? Or did he keep the accent oh, going know. just so it could sound real? Because I just worked with Guy Pierce. Who has a thick Australian accent, and in this film he didn't, mm-hmm. and uh, he just went right back in Australian between oh, every take. I, and I was really surprised, especially when on some of the takes the accent wasn't so great. But anyway, <laughs> I love Guy Pearce. Hugh, Hugh Laurie stayed with the yeah, Hugh Laurie. Yeah. I did. I did two weeks on House, and I didn't know till the wrap party that he didn't have. Uh, uh, that he had a British accent. What was your house? I was in that big two-parter where he's in the insane asylum. Oh, so wow. did So did Spike uh, talk with a, a British accent in between takes, you recall? I don't think so. I think he went back to America. Yeah? And was he, sec- is he a sexy guy? Sexy on film, right? Had such power. I actually, did I tell you this? That I sat next to him? I bumped into him at a UCB show. Oh. And then we just, like, talked while, like, we were getting... Oh, was he nice? He was so nice. I, I would love to hear when actor when it turns out actors are nice. Yeah. I rene- will never forget, right there, we're in my, not that couch, but another couch right here in my living room, because we're recording this in my house. <laughs> I'm watching the episode where he... This is how much I love the show. The one where he ex- tells her he loves her, maybe. Or, or um, point is, at the very end of the episode, he's being tortured, mm-hmm. but he's yeah. doing it to protect her, or something like that. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. I ran from that couch to through there to my bedroom, jumped to the bed and sobbed out loud. <laughs> oh, sounds like this. Oh, 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 oh. Like 
that's how much I became a crazy fanatic in those seasons when Spike was falling. I mean, to me, that that well, my my first and favorite season. I mean, Hope got me into the show, mm-hmm. right? I think that's a brilliant season. It got me into the show. But then I was never more in love with that show than that season where she was in lo- love and then hate and with yeah. Spike. I it's thought like that season was, five, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, he confesses in five, and it's more stalkery at that point. Oh, but then it's clear that it's such love. I don't, and I'm not interested in Angel. Give me like that relationship was so. And then great. Spike and her yeah. actually, when she comes back from Spike. the dead, spoiler. I'm so again. excited. <laughs> You know what? Yeah, season six might have been her worst hair, and it wasn't. So- <laughs> okay, all right, we're- she just came back from the dead. You know, she wasn't necessarily in the. Oh, was that after Invisible? Some fun- she got like a I very. Think spe- like like a-, a lot of fun braids that season. Yes, is that the scene where she always had the choker on to re- represent the fact that she was a slave to Spike? Oh. Is that that season? Oh, oh that was. Didn't you notice? Oh. Yeah, I didn't yeah, yeah. you know that's what that meant. Spike. She had a choker. No, that's just part of that time. No, I guarantee you, if you talk to the costume people or Joss, look, I could be wrong, but I guarantee you, because that choker disappeared the second she she, she let, let him go. We'll reach out, and if it was just a happy accident, we'll let you guys know, because I guarantee so you. I'll never, that episode where they had sex and, bro- and broke the house mm-hmm. down. Oh, yeah. That was hot. I was, that was real hot. Mm-hmm. The, the first episode I remember watching was is the episode uh, where her and Riley are in the, uh, the frat room, and the sex is powering the paranormal activity in season oh, four. I didn't even watch that and as kids, like we were just like, "This is crazy," and it was like on house. Halloween. And then our parents were just like, "Maybe you should be watching it," but also the show's really good. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, that girl who played Hope actually, uh, I loved her so much. And she's a friend of yours, was it, or, or my friend Joel? Anyway, I needed. I did directed a film called Space Station seventy six, yeah, starring yeah. Matt Bomer, Patrick Wilson, Liv Tyler. Please rent it if you haven't seen it. You can watch it on iTunes. Point is this: <laughs> I needed a baby for a scene, and my friend was friends with that actress who played Hope, and she brought her baby in. No way. She was so. Wow. I just brought her baby in for free, <laughs> and I was like, I go, I go, is it okay? Because they were like, you can't have a cigarette near a baby. If they were, I said, can we have a cigarette near your baby? But it's not a real cigarette. It's like you know. Um, herbal cigarette. Mm-hmm. She goes, oh yeah, sure. <laughs> she goes, I'd have my baby near a campfire, whatever. Huh? <laughs> and then the funny thing was, we had the baby because the dolls look so fake. Mm-hmm. But then there's a shot near the end of the film where where what the actress is picking up the baby, and uh-huh. the baby was so like weirdly still that people watch it, they go, oh, that looks so fake. No way. And I'm like, that's a goddamn baby. <laughs> That's hopes, baby. <laughs> Are you gonna get into trouble now for with like child services for having a baby illegally on a movie set? You, it wasn't legally there. You're allowed to have a baby on a movie set. Yeah. Was there? A, but I had a scene in it where there was a 11 year old girl in my movie, and I wrote a scene where she's shirtless and uh-huh. looking at herself in the mirror. And turns out, oh, you cannot. Like <laughs> no. And I was just like, oh sure, we'll film that. And my producer too, we just didn't know that is so friggin' illegal. And that's kind of sad that in America you can show the kind of violence we show, but you can't show a prepubescent girl with her shirt off. And I mean, maybe you shouldn't, whatever. But point is, then I had a scene where the girl had to be massage, massaging. You know what? That's a story. Doesn't matter. Watch the movie. Go ahead. <laughs> The movie I, takes place in the 70s. There's a lot of ennui. On a spaceship. So it's the vision it, of the future from the 70s. It's very, it is so cool. I did not connect the dots, and, and it wasn't until like, we were driving over that yeah. I found out you directed that. Oh, I just yeah. broke into laughter, because I was like, that's so great. Yeah. That is so that's awesome. That's my baby. I love that movie. It's it, a it very... It got great reviews. It's a, it's a darkly but it was comedic, yeah. tragic It was, it was tragic advertised comedy. all wrong. It was advertised as a wacky comedy to try. Yeah. Sony, when they bought it from us... Did that I think just to get people to click on it, but the sad thing is it's not that at all. It's a it's a it's a dramedy. It's it's 
It's a quiet. It looks like a. The trailers made it look like funny. a wackadoodle. Yes, it's funny, but it's yeah. not that. It's and always, so what happened yeah. was people who wanted that watched it and were like, I hate mm. this movie. And so that's all over the internet when the thing is, we don't want you to watch our movie. You're not our audience. <laughs> if you want to watch Anchorman, go watch it, but that's not our movie. Yeah, yeah. So we really wanted the indie crowd to watch it, but they, they sadly. Uh, it wasn't advertised for them. Anyway, we don't have to talk about that. What, what were you going to say? <laughs> oh, I was just going to say, it's always so weird how, like, how you market a movie can turn... Like, when movies oh, are yeah. mismarketed, sure. it's mm-hmm. like the... Because I, I even feel like at this point now I try... This is going to sound really hipster and stupid, but, like, I try not to necessarily watch trailers for stuff. Oh, my God. And I try I not to read too many too. articles or, like, anything like that. Like nowadays, I try trailers and, give away everything. Yeah. 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 Or they, like, frame the movie. Like, there's some trailers... Like, if you watch the trailer for, like, The Holiday... It is nothing like that's so not wrong. what the holiday's about. They're like, oh, it's Cameron Diaz. Look how wacky she is. And I'm like, that's not, this is not the movie. Um, she hears yeah, she's actually quite competent in that. Yeah. No, <laughs> but it, but it, it's stuff like that because it's like, I would rather just go into something and be like, here, let me just watch this thing and see yeah. if I like it. Yeah. Not, not have you try and like sell it to me as whatever you're going to sell it to the me. The big as. short was something I noticed with that too, where they were just like, we got to yeah. sell this like Steve Carell comedy. Oh, and then you watch it and you're just like, that's that's not, no, this is a really in depth discussion of American economics. Economics. Absolutely. Well, I like to make all judgments about movies based on their billboards. <laughs> uh, Big Jack Reacher fan, then? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> this actor is playing Jack Reacher. That's a billboard for Jack Reacher. Totally. Can I ask you a question, yeah. Tom? What would you say is your favorite fan gift you ever received, perhaps, at a convention? Ooh. Was it a drawing? Or? I have a wonderful painting that someone did me. It's all in shades of mustard yellow of my face. And maybe um, he can share that on your site when, when you put up this podcast. Oh, yeah. If you have an image of if you're uh, willing to share that. I, what I loved about it was the fact that I would ex- accept a, a beautiful painting of myself and then I put it um, above the toilet in my bathroom <laughs> so that I. If I was standing up when I was using the yeah. restroom, I, I had Just to stare. Just stare at this. <laughs> your yellow face. Yellow, beautiful. But mostly for visitors. I thought it was funny to have visitors come over. I think the first thing you walk in. Hysterical. I played Xander on the cartoon drawn together. Xander was a gay action Mm -hmm. hero. Anyway, the fan art of Xander online is so pornographic. They've got Xander fucking every cartoon character. I just love fan art because I th- I love people who are obsessed with things. Yeah. So anybody who's obsessed with Buffy and like upset and ha- d- d- dedicates a room to anything, even if it's some weird sexual fetish, I don't care. I love it. <laughs> oh yeah, my move in my uh, documentary I did of my show that I took to Scotland called Nerdgasm. It'll be out on the internet soon, hopefully. Oh, say it again. You have a movie you did it's called Nerdgasm. It's a documentary. I took, it's a, yeah, it's a documentary sort of concert movie of my show that I took to the French Festival. Oh. Okay. And um, it's so entertaining, and people will be able to watch it how? Uh, hopefully online soon. Okay. And uh, we we went in Scotland, and we met up with this guy who had a Buffy room. No we made friends way. with these guys, and they took us camping. They drove us hours to Loch Ness. Turns out every lake you drive by on the way to Loch Ness looks just like that lake. We could have stopped but anyone. the monster isn't in You could have told me that that was Loch Ness. I would have been like, great, we got here. And we did it. Well. <laughs> anyway, we, um, one of the guys had... Uh, had a Buffy room and uh, it was very meticulously organized 
Uh, so we're talking like collectibles? Yeah, he had action okay. figures, comics, it was all displayed, and then he opened a door and there was a Britney Spears closet, and I'm like, hold on a minute, you didn't tell me about the Britney Spears closet. Mm-hmm. So there was a lot of layers to this movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> this sounds like an exception. <laughs> it was so Very well awesome. organized, though. I, my first reaction, I honestly wanted to swoop down all just run my hand and mess up like when someone has because it was so meticulous it was so well ordered yeah. like how you want to mess just, up a nice hairdo yeah, yeah. just really the it, chaos in you was just biting yeah. oh yeah did you ever feel unsafe at a convention um do you ever have a moment where you just felt like unsafe these people are freaking out no but I have felt um uh, unable to um I don't know, when someone's freaking out or crying, like, you know, sometimes people will, not so much anymore, but when people would be taking a photo and, you know, you put your arm around them and then they burst into tears. Like, what do uh, you do? I start sweating immediately. <laughs> I, just, I don't know how to, I don't know how just to. Just more body fluids. <laughs> <laughs> because I don't, I, my first reaction is to, okay, I'm going to, you know, com- I guess comfort you more with my body, which is making you nervous and upset more. They're sweating. I'm sweating. There's a lot of bodily fluids. I. Uh, and who is the coolest, amazing celebrity you uh, that you were just like? I can't believe I'm getting to meet this person because you were at a convention. Oh my god. Um, Ma- uh, uh, Ma- yeah. Matthew Lu- Matthew Lewis from Harry Potter. He played, oh, well, that's um, just because you thought he was cute. <laughs> <laughs> I liked him from the movies. Who, who did I was with Danny Strong, and we were in Neville. Yeah, Neville. yeah, I played Neville. Oh, he yeah. seems like... Is his name Matthew Lewis? You know the story about him? Like, late, night late night YouTube. Late night YouTube documentary. Because I'm in a late night YouTube phase of my life, so mm. I'm watching it. <laughs> and apparently, he was like... Everybody just loved that guy. He oh. was super fun on set, and just somebody that had a very big presence on set. And uh, sorry, go on. So you loved meeting him? Well, at the time, me and Danny were obsessed with the Harry Potter, and then he sure came up so. and wanted to... You don't think you're going to see a Harry Potter actor ever. No. They're, and they're he wanted to meet us. <laughs> and, what? And we were like... <laughs> did you uh, ask him, did you pellet him with questions about no, Harry Potter No, we didn't get a chance, but we took a picture with him. I, just, I still have it. And he's, he was so nice. And now he's... What's his full name? It's Matthew Lewis. There we go. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it was so nice, and I was very excited. Everyone, would you like to state the person on Buffy that you think should have had a bigger <coughs> career afterwards? Because oh. I'll probably vote for Hope. I think that that actress proved herself in a really big way on that season. What's her name? She should have immediately been put on another TV mm-hmm. show, and I think it's a crime that that uh, she wasn't. Mm-hmm. And it makes me sad, uh, because that girl deserved a lot more. I feel the same way about the lead Heather from Heather's. I worked with her about five years after that movie. Uh-huh. And I really think someone should have just given her a TV show. She, she, she died young. It's very sad about yeah. that the actress. Oh, yeah. yeah. Not like that a, young, but she was 30. She was like yeah. a brain tumor. But anyway, anybody else have an actor from Buffy that they think deserved a bigger career after? Me? <laughs> I could not agree more. Again, after that show, you should have... First off, Josh should have just put you on another one of his shows. But that's... You know what? Whatever. Fine. Point is, somebody should have. Look, I, I enjoy what my career is, and I enjoy all the work that I have been doing in my mm-hmm. own projects, and it's been very fulfilling. Um, yes. But I think as... Uh, I think as a gay actor, there's there's definitely... No, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's hard. Any any minority in the biz, yeah. mm-hmm. I certainly don't have the hardest. Uh, so you know, it's just it's 
There's just fewer roles. But that's why someone should have just written a role for you. Yeah. I, there's so many people that you're just like Hollywood, and this is going to sound so judgmental and pretentious, but like Hollywood is just like not good enough for a lot of actors who have just such a great caliber, and you're like, you're so good, yeah. and then let's be, and then I feel like so much casting just goes for like a type or a specific look yeah. versus like let's play. And that's what's so fun about the Whedon properties is there's episodes where people lose their memories and get to play diff- completely new characters and you know yeah, experiment. I love a director that believes in an actor and keeps using them. Yeah, I have yeah. respect for that. Because that's just like, let's just, that's so much, I don't know, admiration for the craft, you know, when you can fully explore someone's abilities. Yeah, I like it. Uh, Andy Hallett, who also tragically passed away from Angel. Yeah. I love his character. And I never, I don't think I ever really saw him in anything else. Um, I don't, I just feel like if you think about like Buffy or just like Weed and stuff, I don't, not a lot of those actors go on to be necessarily like big. Mm hmm. Actor. Like, because if you think well, about think it, like, the biggest person endemic probably, of the fact that yeah. that show never got the kind of attention yeah. it deserved. Because people yeah. still talk if about that, it today. If that like was on ABC, show. yeah. Yeah. I think it's because, here's what it is. It's It, it was, a at the time, was a beloved by very that's small group of people compared to who was watching network television. Yeah. So yes. people who do like the show are, are more aware of those actors who are on it. But yeah. after you do that, after you... I think we all like to think that the whatever thing we're on is yeah. the most important thing, right? We're all a little bit right. narcissistic. But, uh, you know, that like you don't go immediately from being a lead on that show to then necessarily getting your own show. You go back to maybe auditioning for things again because yeah. casting people aren't necessarily aware of... And I don't know why Spike isn't on another TV show or he did he not want to. He's, no, he's he was on Torchwood. Uh, wow, that was oh, just a while back. Like so, a, yeah. But <laughs> I think the thing now, Smallville, though, Smallville. I feel like if just the way that we watch TV now and the way we consume media now, if Buffy was on now instead of when it was on, I feel like because now it's like people go and watch it on like Netflix or like yeah. Hulu and are like watching it for the first time or rewatching it and super into yeah, it. The networks are losing their power. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I feel like if that was a show that was on now, then maybe it would have. Like, it would have been one of the biggest shows. Yeah, because you could have watched it on Netflix. Also, I mean, we have to say that the great thing about the actors on that show, like, it was was all of these character actors. Yeah. That doesn't happen a lot. Yeah, with the CW gorgeous models. Yeah, like, CW shows. (laughs) Can I take this moment to, because I want, while me and you are both here on this podcast, to take a moment and just give a shout out to how, what an incredible person Alison Hannigan is. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. She's amazing. I mean, that's the thing. She is a. An amazing person, her and her husband. They're just lovely people. That is so I feel great. honored to know them. I don't know them. Tom is cl- much closer. You're, you're, yeah. And the thing I she's that she an goes awesome girl. Like she just goes Maybe. from Woman. show to show, like just a long running hit show. I she kicks so, so, so much butt. How I your mother? So much button How I your mother? She was so good on that show. Yeah. But she, but she's yeah. just super. Genuinely smart, nice, sweet person. That is think so cool. Yeah, <laughs> as, as is Alexa. I mean, they've been. Yeah, the so two of them are just lovely. Lovely. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Anyway, I just wanted to say that. You know, I have a pitch for yes. folks that I, I would I want to see. This is a specific pairing. I would love to see Emma Caulfield and Anthony Stewart head mm-hmm. as couples in things. Because in Tabula Rasa, yeah. them as like the fake married couple was so funny and good. She's genius. Emma I is so... Well, that's... I was just about to She's go on and on about everyone I love from the show. <laughs> Emma is so funny. I had so much... I mean, I had so much fun with She's everyone, but there were some scenes we did girl. together where we just tickled each other so much. And then <laughs> I, lo- I went... 
What was the scene where she and, that's and the guy were acting? Because that was on the documentary I just watched before I even knew we were doing this. <laughs> they that was not supposed to be that big of a role, but wow. Charles yeah. fell in love with her, and it's but the yeah, first like the like first time Tom. you just meet kept her writing character, for her. she's just so great. Like yeah. you're not given any sort of reason why you're supposed to like her, and you <laughs> yeah. just like her. Yeah, like it's yeah. she's very charming. Yeah. Yeah. That part scene where she spoke. Swedish with the guy from ER, the coup, the coup from from Parker Lewis can't lose. What's his name? Mm-hmm. You know, oh yeah, he the, fla- the flashback. Kubiak. Is that his last name? Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'm dating myself here. The <laughs> it was a flashback, yeah. and they were in Sweden. All of a sudden, it was the guy that was the uh, tall guy from ER. Oh, yeah, Olaf the Troll, right? Olaf or, the Troll. Yeah, and they were speaking Swedish. I don't know. I, that just tickled me so much. Yeah. Um, and Eliza Did is you ever have Buffy so dreams fun. when you were on it so much? Did you ever, like, go wake up and go, oh, my God, I was in Sunnydale? You dreamt Sunnydale? No, I don't think no? so. No? Okay, just curious. <laughs> also, um, be sure to watch me and Eliza. Um, I rope turned to doing this spoof of the Huntsman movie. Oh, yeah. Tom has gone viral as of late. And there's yeah. no cream yeah. that Tell them how it. to find it. Tell them how to find it. Just type my name in. Tom? <laughs> And he's, he's got this wonderful thing he does where he he, he takes a photo of a famous. It started with these photos of a famous celebrity on 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 mm-hmm. the uh, run on the uh, red carpet, yeah. and he'll create that like dress with like just shit in his kitchen, and like do it in like five minutes. It's amazing. And they're so charming but now he's started to do this thing where he'll recreate like scenes from movies or he just did Adele's video and it's like well, your biggest one yet and I, I, I was holding the camera I feel so proud to say that yep. and he's, yeah, he's kicking ass and Tom and I have one coming out soon where we, we, we do, do a shining. scene from The Shining oh yes as we're, we're the I would play all the parts. We're, we're all the parts, but, but but my favorite was being those two twin girls. And the, the, we made the blue dresses out of oh like you know crap God. that we found oh. in the corner. Now I'm just gonna quickly pimp myself out. I got to work with both of you on. Oh, that's on right. You videos. filmed um, our. Uh, we need to do a third one. We'll have to yes, review for that. Did but a, did, Tom and I did a video with you that did really well. People in New York come up to me. They're like, I love that video. Oh, it that's called, so great. It was called what, Tom? When There's someone a, asks you to take them to the when, airport. Your friend needs a ride to the airport? Yeah. What's yeah. it called? It's, it, it's basically, yeah. And, and then there's a the food beautiful. ordering one, too, that we shot, yeah. right? Yes. Yeah. And Those did really well. And I bet you they're what inspired Tom to continue and to... Yeah, I mean, de- the, the, definitely filming... Th- uh, so you're the reason Tom went viral. Thank that's you. That's not true. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I like to think that that's how it kind of got on this kick, was just like, oh, you know what? I cannot sit down and write a script to save my life, but I can write a scene... Well, and those videos <laughs> we shot with you were, were just literally word for word arguments Tom and I have. Yeah. So there, it was very easy for you to write that. I just script pressed the button, just... and you guys just like went off and watching both <laughs> of you like act and also give like adjustments to each other was so fun. You guys are so talented. And again, I'm not just saying that. Yeah. Although later tonight on our DS9 podcast, I'll be sharing that with the cast of DS9. But <laughs> uh, so yeah, be sure to watch when your friend needs a ride to the airport. Yeah. And when you don't want to share, share food, food. <laughs> yeah, those are the ones yeah. we made with you. Why does why do titles start with when you want? When, that's when, clickbait. That's yeah. how you like. You came up with it. You said they were clicking. <laughs> I know, but clickbait. I only did it because like that's what everyone titles are things get you to click on it. Yeah, but it's not even a proper sentence. It's just no, it's not a dangling participle when you start with yeah. when. <laughs> that's dirty. The meme, <laughs> meme language that's kind of it's seeped not into meme yeah. language. It's not what that's. It's not a meme. When there's lots of when. It's like yeah. Yeah. or when you start a sentence with that thing when you yeah. yeah. It's just like a because uh, it's universal. You feel like this will. I'll get this. This will will resonate. It's just for trying me. to say things more casually, like someone would. I did a terrible independent film not that long ago, and one of the guys in it, 
I found out, played one of the spooks from Hush. What? Like the lead spook. The, oh, wait, it must really, have been Camden really Toy, right? Yeah, it was like, oh, was it Camden Toy? That sounds like... No, it was, like, it was the other guy. It was this the guy has, guy. This guy I worked with has long gray hair. That's oh, Camden that's Camden Toy. toy. Yeah. Anyway, I was just... I, I was, I'm sure I drove him crazy because I was just like, oh, my God. You're like... Because that, that so episode nice. is my favorite. Come on, man. And he, that oh, was that so scary. Yes, he was lovely to work with. He's like a yeah, really nice dude. He's like a legend. Who's the guy that plays all of the tall, skinny, creepy... Doug Jones. Doug Jones, okay. I, yeah. I, wait, I don't know. I think that's <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. But he has, like, such <laughs> a following. And, he play, and he's, in, he's in Guardians of the Galaxy. He's in any movie where there's a tall, yeah, tall slender, creepy, oh, yeah. slow-moving alien. Guy. Like it's Hellboy, was he the guy? In yeah, and he's in Hans Labyrinth. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And he was the yeah. lead, lead hush guy, right? No, that's I thought that's that was Camden. Camden. No, I thought Doug... I don't think Doug Jones is in... Was he in Hush as well? Ooh. I don't think the, the war of the yeah. silent creepy actors begins. <laughs> episode Doug. Well, that's all the questions Jones? about Buffy. I can. But think I don't of. think that's Doug Jones. I, think that's I have a toy. question. Um, um, as we're saying goodbye to Deputy Mayor Alan Finch. Oh, no. <laughs> when he was in the alley, was he perhaps thinking of? defecting on the mayor? Do you think that you ever Well, I mean, I, I can't speak for Joss, so mm-hmm. I'm not going to say this is the answer whatsoever. I can only tell you, for me, I 100% believe that he was defecting, absolutely, and seeking out the slayers in hopes. Because I think he knows that the writing, he sees the writing on the wall. Yeah. That uh, the mayor's, I mean, he's terrified of the mayor. Right? <laughs> yeah. He had the last straw. Because no. I think he thinks the mayor's going to eat him up in within days. Yeah, literally. Because the mayor starts acting crazy, like when he walks. Because I, I, I just watched that episode. The mayor walks right towards him and then through. I mean, it's, yeah. he's. I think yeah, he's. But it's like yeah, it's defecting. It's both. Defecting. What do you think? Wow. I think that as well because I think that once Mr. Trick started to become the violent sidekick, mm-hmm. that Alan, who was part of... Alan didn't sign up for this. He was on the the more political side of it. And he happened to be around um, Wilkins when he was finally making his dissension into the ascension. Yeah. And so I think that he was going to be like, you know what, I'm going to go to the heroes. There's two of them. Yeah. It also makes it... I didn't know Joss wanted that because it makes it so much more tragic. Yeah. That faith takes him out, yeah. The guy Absolutely. who gets stabbed is the one who's probably going to put an end to Oh, and then, and then it, the next episode, he's shredding all the papers that mm-hmm. Alan was printing out. And, mm-hmm. and uh, you were the catalyst on on the, re- the redemption of faith. Well, I wish... I went to one convention with Tom... But they were, and I literally was walking around, and no one would pay me any attention. And I literally started going, I was deputy mayor. And people were like, Yeah, yeah, get on my way. There's Tom Lake over there. But, uh, <laughs> but Tom, you were so good on the show. So hats off to you, and I hope that they have you back to talk more he's about. He's reading a script that wrote. <laughs> There's yeah. a $20 bill stapled to it. There's a million <laughs> stories in your head. Hello, that we all, for you, we all want to hear. <laughs> million stories we'd all like to hear. Um, I wish I could. It, it's so long ago. I can't think of any good. Uh, did I give you a, a good? Do you wish no, you'd written a, a book, single Tom, right after it was over? That you gotten all the memories out right after. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Well, I don't want to keep you guys for too long. Uh, I appreciate you hosting us in your place too, which is so awesome and nice. Oh, of you're you. welcome. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Uh, it, which is five hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. Uh, which is the library. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it makes sense for you to hole up there after getting stabbed right at, <laughs> at a dumpster. My spirit haunts the Sunnydale. Uh, and then held underwater. 
of a cigarette and put turkey sandwich <laughs> in your like, stomach. I was doing that when I was lungs. watching that scene because I was like freaking out because I'm like, oh man, she has to hold her breath for a long time. And then I was like, oh, but also, her. I'm but yeah, but then I was like, but then I was like, also, that guy isn't even really dead. Like this is just he's acting. This isn't a real dead body. Uh, and then I was like, oh my god, I got so anxious because I don't yeah, like. You should uh, because I was in a full panic. I don't know <laughs> why. I look serene. I'm not. <laughs> Terrified. Uh, Every moment of it. But thank you guys. Before we... Actually, you know what? I've got a closing question for both of you. But we'll save that. It's not too personal or... Um, it's, I don't even know why I mentioned that. <laughs> but <laughs> it's not any of that precursor. But if folks want to find more stuff, uh, like the link looks for less, uh, or your you can films, follow me on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, Tommy Link. Oh, you just rolled your... I heard your eyes rolling. <laughs> no, I no. heard them no, so loud. My thought was, was like, no, Tom, cartilage, cartilage, no, cartilage. He's very sensitive. Thomas an empath. Thomas an empath, so he feels everything other people feel. And we also think things at the same time. So you're right. I did roll my eyes, but I was rolling my eyes because I was like, Jesus, Jack, when are you going to fucking get on Instagram? But anyway, if you want to uh, know about me, go to jackplotnik.com. And if you're an actor, I have a free ebook on there, 40 short chapters, all about how to approach acting in a more loving way. If if you're just somebody who'd like to maybe approach life in a more joyful way, just read the first section of my book called The Power of Thought. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Wow. Oh, you know. Jack Lutnick! <laughs> <laughs> that has to play every <laughs> time. It's, it's not getting made. Oh, it's just the music uh, on your website. <laughs> yeah, right. Just when you click on, it's like a GeoCities. Uh, I'm just kidding. Your website's actually very nice. I didn't Thank need to. You. I love my new website. Station. I'm obsessed with it. It's great. Teacher friend, I believe, is yeah. <laughs> the last two descriptors. Yes. Uh, but, but also there's info there how to how to download space, how to watch Space Station 76 and blah blah blah. That's so cool. I'm gonna we're gonna this doesn't need to be said on mic, but we're gonna pick your brain because the three of us are actually working on something that I mentioned to you, Tom, which was our um, space travel no budget romp as well so mm. it might bother you about that later uh, but for you guys where can they find you Chris and Holland uh, hello my name's Chris Promonti you can find me on Twitter and Instagram as Amontiak or you can find me performing with musical improv group Robot Teammate and the Accidental Party on Fridays at 6pm Pacific Time on the Geek and Sundry Twitch channel Ooh, yeah fancy how about you Holland uh, I'm Holland Farkas you can find me on Twitter at Holland Farkas uh, Instagram is Farkland there was something I was going to plug, but I don't Comic-Con? Uh, I will be at Comic-Con. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I'll be at Comic-Con. Um, I'm working with Comic-Con HQ. Cool. Uh, I am a community manager, which means that I'm just going to be taking pictures of people uh, and trying Wash to be... Wash your hands, girl. The, uh, Wash your hands. <laughs> using lots of, so many lots of hand sanitizer. Um, so you should come visit. Um, our offsite is at the Hilton Bayfront, uh, which is right next to... Where all the press stuff happens. Nice. Uh, so yeah, come there and come hang out. Great. I'm Omar. You can also find me at Omar Najam on Twitter, uh, as well as I have an improv team that also performs uh, almost as much as Chris's does. It's every second and fourth Friday at 7 p.m. at the clubhouse. So if you want to come and hang out, it's always a fun time. It's like a pool party themed show. And uh, you can always find anything and everything Sunnydale City Group related at SSG Podcast on Twitter, uh, Sunnydale City Group on Facebook and Instagram. And we will be at Comic-Con. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of us will be at Comic-Con. And we have little Sunnydale um, library cards that we would like to give to you that you can put your picture on mm-hmm. and then laminate uh, because we don't know how to do that. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, great. Now that we've got all that out of the way, I wanted to ask you guys if there's any closing or final thoughts or anything you wanted to share directly with Buffy fans that you maybe have not gotten the chance to before. 
That's a tough question. Oh. Share directly with Buffy fans. I should have done the just way we don't tell me to ask it and then we done You this. guys are the, some of the best people in the world because it says a lot to love this show in terms of taste and in terms of empathy. I think there's a movement in the world in general towards caring and love instead of the opposite. And I think that that the millennials, the younger people especially, are, have this, you know. But if you if you um, if, if you love Buffy, you're, you're ahead of ahead of the game with that because <laughs> Buffy's a show with a lot of heart and it cares about people and it's a great show and you get that and that makes you more special than the, the people who are watching the shitty network. <laughs> How am I supposed to follow that? I like the show. It was fun to work on. No, this just a so message. So many to... good memories. No message. Glad to... you were here. <laughs> no, I just want to say that um, if you're watching it for the first time now, or if you watched it back in the Dizzle, um, is that a thing people say? No, Dizzle. Dizzle. No, Dizzle. Dizzle. None of that. Nope. No. Okay. <laughs> um, if you watched it back in the day. Uh, I just think it's cool that it ha- it's had such longevity. I just I've I've met so many people going to um, you know fan events and whatnot all over the world, and it just blows my mind that people still are talking about it. And I think that's because it really the because the writing was great, the acting was great, and the, the things that they're talking about are still resonating today. Yeah. People still do feel like. They're on the out. Like I thought, society got so progressive, and now it's like we've taken ten steps back, and yeah. people do feel like outsiders. And so I think that that really resonates still today with with people. And I hope that um, if you like this show and this podcast, that it's bringing you together with um, with people with like minded people. And that's what I love about the fan events is that I think people. Um, make friends out of their common interests, which I think is the important thing is mm-hmm. to, you know, once you have enjoyed the show on your, your TV or your computer, to get out in the world and, like, go out oh, and nice meet thing. the people, yeah. you know, and use Don't that. just love it by yourself. Yeah, I love yeah, it with people that are there. like yeah. you. Because um, there's so many cool people. Get out there and meet your own Willow and... Um, yeah. Create, create your own Scooby gang. Yes. Oh, that. We, we want to end on that. Okay, great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. We hit the, we hit the button. And create your own Scooby gang. <laughs> Which we did, guys. Hey. Aww. Oh, you did. Thanks for hanging yeah. out with us. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Thank you we both really for had being such a good time. Thanks for having yeah, me. Thank you so on. much. This is so exciting.
Um, if, you, if you're at Comic-Con, come find us, and we'll, next week we'll be back with a uh, our Comic-Con special that we'll figure out on the road when we're there. Do it. Um, again, both of you, you're so brilliant. You guys, you so wash your hands. <laughs> yeah, I just wash your hands. Antibacterial soap. You don't want to get the, what do they call it? The, the con, con crud? crud? Yeah. Ooh. I've had it. Yeah, it's like the con crud. Oh, that's a negative thought. So we'll loop back to that. I'm sorry. You can end that. We'll see you next week. Back up your bags, back up your books. We'll see you then.